0: Today's guest may not be a new face or voice to many of you. If you're in the alternative health or health optimization, fasting space, but if she is new to you, I am so pleased to introduce you to Dr. Mindy Pels. She is a bestselling author, keynote speaker, nutrition and functional medicine expert who has spent over two decades helping thousands of people successfully reclaim their health. She is a recognized leader in the alternative health field and a pioneer in the fasting movement, teaching the principles of a fasting lifestyle diet variation, detox, hormones, and more. She has a very popular YouTube channel and combines the latest science with practical lifestyle tools that every person can use to reset their health. She's the host of one of the leading science podcasts, the resetter podcast, and the author of three bestselling books, the menopause resets, the reset factor and the reset kitchen. I love Dr. Mindy's energy. She is just, you can feel the health emanating from her. She is so great. She is so full of knowledge. She keeps everything very practical. It's a very high vibration energy that she is in and I really dived into in the beginning of the episode talking about menopause to start off with because this is such a you'll hear me I said like I am thank you for tackling this because most people don't want to touch menopause with a 10-foot pole right because it's very complex but she shares her own journey of how she kind of went down the road that most women go through of just a lot of negative side effects of menopause and how through her own journey, really was able to optimize that. And it's very inspiring. We then get into fasting and detox. And what I love about her, she does keep everything so practical. Like she shares some really valuable tools in this episode that you can use to offset the toxin load that is in our world right now, right? So it's like, it's not a fear-based mindset to be afraid of everything. It's like, hey, just be aware and let's lessen the load as much as possible. And here's some awesome tools to be able to do that. She goes through exactly what happens in your body if you were to do like an extended day fast, like here's all the processes. This is at this hour, that's when this starts to happen. And it kind of runs you through the biology behind that, which is super awesome to hear that in detail from her. If you wanna find her, her website is drmindypelz.com. That's P-E-L-Z. And on Instagram, she is Dr. Mindy Pels. She has so much great information. She's so amazing. I know you guys are going to get a ton out of this episode. So we'll go ahead and get into it. Here's Dr. Mindy Pels. Okay, guys, I'm so excited to bring you Dr. Mindy today because one, your energy is so magnetic and it's really cool. I love when I see health practitioners embodying living energetically what they're teaching you. It's like, okay, she's walking the walk. I get it. So this is gonna be a fun episode. And I asked Dr. Mindy, if we could please start with menopause. Okay. Guys, if you're listening, you should listen anyway, because it's a good thing to know as a guy, but we are also going to get into fasting and detox. So there's some cool stuff coming super sciencey. So like, but first I'm like, thank you for tackling menopause. That's a fun (laughs) one that like, nobody wants to touch with a 10 foot goal. but like we need help. So, okay, let's talk menopause. What do women need to know about what's happening in their bodies and what to watch out for and what they can do to help mitigate all of these super fun
1: symptoms that I hear are coming for me. (laughs) How how old are you?
0: 38.
1: Oh yeah, they're coming. Good. This this is actually perfect. This is like, if I could reach every 40 year old woman with this information, it would totally change your 40s and your 50s and the way you experience menopause. So, and to to your point on the men, I think one of my big like ah ahas going through menopause and trying to solve it in through lifestyle and biohacking tools and detox and things like that was that it's so easy for you to think as you're going through menopause that you're stressed out, you're irritable because of the people around you. But Mm -hmm. what you don't realize is you are missing hormones that you had in your thirties and twenties that kept you calm. So for like a spouse, this is really important to know because you might be like, oh my God, my wife has gone crazy. My partner has gone crazy. But in reality, she's just missing hormones. So she's ill-equipped to be able to handle stressors she handled years ago. So men stay on. That's my point. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. So, so here, now, now now that's scary. Thanks. That's cool. I'm like, cool. <laughs> no, we're going to solve it for you. We're going to solve <laughs> it for you. So, okay. Here's the key thing that everybody needs to know at 40, what happens is your ovaries basically start to make a slow decline. Like they are going into retirement and <laughs> it'll take them about 10 to 15 years. It's not like a switch that just turns off, but over the next 10 to 15 years, they are like, Hey, I've only got a few eggs left in here. Like I'm out. I'm going to go ahead and slowly make less estrogen, progesterone and testosterone. We're going to release the last couple of eggs and and I'm sorry if it's like a woman who's trying to get pregnant at 40, that doesn't mean you don't have, you can still get pregnant, but In general, the ovaries are retiring. And so, what they've got to do is they've got to hand over the job of making sex hormones to another organ. Mm. And so, what they do is they hand it over to the adrenal glands. And this is a major problem for those of us that are type A, for those of us women who love to fast and want to do a lot of fasting, for women that love to work out and are like extreme athletes. For women who have a career and maybe juggling family at the same time, there's so many categories where all of a sudden, if stress is high, her hormones tank because the ovaries are not doing their pulling their weight and the adrenals have to do everything. Wow. So I wish somebody had told me that at 40. Yeah. And literally, like the my story was that I wanted to be in the best shape of my life when I hit 40. Right. I did that by working out so much and eating really well. And I was at 40 I was really proud of the body I lived in. By mm. 43, I was a hot mess. Wow. And by a hot mess I mean I was teary. I'd be like driving to my clinic and I'd be like crying. And I'm like mm. I don't know why I'm crying. What is wrong with me? I started to gain weight like especially around my belly and I would just try to like work out more and more and more right. and it, like it wouldn't go anywhere. I wasn't sleeping. I woke up in the middle of the night with like hot flashes everywhere. My mind was like going vacillating between depression and anxiety. I even got suicidal thoughts where I was like, I can't take this anymore. I need out. And that all happened in three years. So I went searching to try to figure out what was going on. And what I found is nobody had the answer. This is part of why I wrote the book, why I've been so vocal about it, because I wish somebody like me had been there to help help me. Right. But literally the answers I got were all my friends who were like a couple of years older than me kind of chuckled, like put their arm around me. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, now you know why we're all crazy. Buck (sighs) up. This is part of menopause. And then one night I was at my kid's science fair and I'm standing next to one of the science displays with a mom who's a very well known ob in the community and i don't normally talk shop in those moments but i was in such a bad state i was willing to do anything so i turned to her and i was like hey heidi i'm so sorry to talk shop with you at our kid's science fair night but these are the symptoms i'm feeling and i'm really struggling is there anything you could do for me if i set up an appointment with you and she stopped looking at the science experiment she turned and looked at me like Piercing in the eyes. And she said, Mindy, I have a practice full of women with those symptoms. And my medical textbooks have failed me. And I was like, Oh, like, you don't have the answer. She's
0: like, I have no idea.
1: (laughs) I have no idea what to tell you. Wow. And so, but what she did say is, I have a practice full of women like this. So what I did is I went home and started thinking about like, what are all the things that 43 year old women go through, like, what is it? Our kids were young. So it had to be stress. I Googled toxins and I found Ken Cook's EWG talk about how, how many toxins are in the environment. Kids are coming in the world with toxins. I started reading books like the rushing woman syndrome put out by Mm -hmm. Libby Weaver. Mm -hmm. And basically what I figured out is there were five things in my lifestyle that had to change in order for me to match this decline in my sex hormones. And it wow. took me about three years to put the puzzle back together by 46. I was like a totally different person. I was sleeping, no hot flashes. I was happy, no suicidal wow. thoughts, like just from changing lifestyle.
0: Wow. Can you give us some clues on some of those of without course. giving away your yeah. whole book?
1: No, no, <laughs> go read the book. The book is a great, is a quick, easy read. I made it because I, when I decided to do the book, I was like, you can't make a thick book for a menopausal woman. Like that's in crisis. She needs a quick read. She can grab it, go and implement. So, so that's what I did. So here are the five. The first is this idea about eating all day is okay. Perhaps when you're 25, although I would encourage even 25 year olds to fast, but as estrogen declines, as you go through perimenopause, you become more insulin resistant. So when You hear women go, I just can't lose weight like I used to before. My old tricks aren't working. That's estrogen going down and you're becoming more insulin resistant. So you're going to have to learn to fast. You got to compress your eating window and get more fasting time. That was like the first thing I learned. Second thing is you're going to have to go keto. You got to know when to go keto. And then you got to know when to do the opposite of that, which is eat foods that are higher in glucose that build progesterone. Mm -hmm. So I came up with something I call the fasting cycle, which was built around the menstrual cycle. And Mm -hmm. this is actually a lot of what brought my cycle back into balance where Mm -hmm. the first three weeks of your cycle. You are going keto, but the week before your period, you're not going keto. You're actually stepping out of keto because in order to make progesterone, you got to have glucose and insulin high. Right. And I've
0: actually seen people's symptoms get worse by not allowing that their body's craving it. Please eat carbs. And they're like, no. And then they like, don't have periods. These are women who normally do and their brain fog goes up everything tanks. So I love that approach.
1: You know what? At 45, that was one of my last pieces was the keto variation. At 45, I did a Dutch test on myself and it showed that my hormones were worse than a postmenopausal woman. They were totally wow. tanked. But if you looked at me, you would have been like, oh my God, you're fit. You don't have to worry about weight. But I had done so much fasting and so much keto. I just tanked all those sex hormones. Yeah. So yeah. I had to bring back the hormone building foods. Yeah. Diet variation is my middle name. So I love it. Yeah. So that was the second one. Okay. The third one, and this one is also really simple, but why aren't women talking about this? We have a whole set of bacteria in our gut. I call it the estrobilome and Mm. it breaks estrogen down. So if you're a woman that's been on antibiotics a lot, if you've been on the birth control pill for decades, Mm -hmm. your gut is most likely deficient of these bacteria that break estrogen down. So, mm-hmm. if you Good weren't point. a vegetable eater at 35, that might have been okay. But at 45, you're not getting as much estrogen as you used to. So, you've got to break that estrogen down so you can utilize it. So, mm-hmm. up your green leafy vegetables, up your prebiotic or your polyphenol foods, like you got to feed those bacteria in a big mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So, great plan. So yeah. So, that was my third one. And then, fourth was detox. I literally went through my house one day and like got rid of all toxic beauty right. products, shampoos, cleaners, and I started detoxing. And that was actually what brought my sleep back. Mm-hmm. It really started getting me sleeping again. And then the last one, it's to point Libby Weaver's statement is rushing woman syndrome. I'm still working on that one, but you just like, you can't do that type A overachiever does yeah. not work at 45.
0: Yeah even yeah. at 38, I'm like in this motor. I did that. I did for the last couple year and a half. I was grinding and I'm like, I won't, I won't live like that. Like if my yeah. lifestyle, whatever I'm trying to achieve uh, requires me to be an adrenal overdrive, that's, that's a lifestyle problem. Not a me problem. I'm not yeah. living like that. And yeah, it's boundaries. I feel like is super important on that. Is like saying yeah. no, even though that sounds really exciting and really cool. And I want to, and I want to help
1: everybody and I want to, I have to, I will burn out. So yeah. yeah. I love you, that point. You know what I did on that one? Cause this is a, a hard one for me. Cause I love life. I like, right. I do it all. Right. So if somebody invites me somewhere, I want to do it all. So <laughs> I had to like make a, a promise to myself that Friday after two o'clock into Friday evening and Sunday after two o'clock into Sunday evening was a no time. You invited yeah. me to anything during that time. Yes. I love that. Nine out of 10 times. I was going to say no. But then what it did to my brain on Thursday when Thursday was hard I was like oh just get to Friday cuz you got a whole afternoon you can sit and watch a Netflix series you can right. do whatever you want so yep. it gave me permission to rest
0: Yeah I love that like I currently like I my calendar scheduler is not available at all on Mondays or Fridays Perfect. because it gives me this barrier to like ease into my week and create yep. and come out without just being bogged down on calls and interviews yep. all day long and even I'm divorced and have four kids and I have to be oh protective gosh. over travel. Cause I love networking events. It's just yep. like, it's a fun party. I want to go to everything. And I realize that if I travel all the time on the weeks, I don't have my kids. I go from like chaotic travel. I'm feeling behind on things to kids and football and sports and to straight back to travel. And I'm like, Mm-mm. I yep. need and demand for myself that time to just like chill and not have yeah. any fast pace. So I love. I mean, I think that's important yeah. for a lot of people. But I know that women. I think it's like, especially when you get people like us who are we're like feel called and have mm-hmm. this like mission, and then on top of it, we love fun. Yeah. Oh, and out. people <laughs> we love right. people.
1: So it's like, okay, what's the harm in not saying no? But what I realize is if you put a bunch of yeses together week after week, yeah.
0: You yeah. don't feel you're so saying, good. You're saying no to your own self peace for That's sure. Right. And let's backtrack to the cleaning out the toxins in your home, and let's shift gears into toxins. And I think it's getting somewhat popular. I'd say it just being real, probably more amongst like the affluent crowd. Maybe Perhaps. hasn't true socioeconomically. I feel like the more affluent people kind of have all the detail, you know, the healthy soaps and the water filters and all of these things. And I think there is a little bit of a socioeconomic barrier there, but I do think that there's quite a few people that are just like, does it really matter? Does it really matter if you have like whatever Dawn soap and Irish Springs soap bars, and do you really need to filter your tap water? So can you educate your perspective on those things? Yeah. It's
1: so happy you said that because one of the things I love about fasting is it's free. It's, time efficient. So you, it crosses all socioeconomic barriers. And I think we need to take each lifestyle that would help a woman or help anybody. And they need to be, it needs to be doable and inexpensive. Right. Otherwise that's not cool. Like if being healthy means you have to have money. I do not like that. Right. There needs to be health advice that is people are able to put into action exactly. that doesn't cost anything. Totally. So, this is the interesting thing about those that 40-year-old range in the perimenopausal years is this toxic bucket really comes into play. So when you're born, you are born with a size of toxins, a bucket size that you can genetically hold. So you may have been born with a really big bucket size and you can handle a lot of toxins. And I may have been born with a very small bucket size. I can't handle very many yeah. toxins at all. You get your mother's toxic load. So go and look at your mother and she got her mother. So you can look at your grandmother. You can look at your siblings, but whatever, like if your mother has Alzheimer's, your grandmother has Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's is proven to be a toxic issue of the brain. It's time to do some detoxing. You need to look at the generation ahead of you to understand what that toxic bucket is. Thyroid problems. That's a toxic bucket problem. But why it catches up in menopause is that when your hormones do this real up and down, that signals any toxins that have been stored in our tissues to come out. So Mm. for example, lead, Mm. lead is stored in the bones. So as the hormones are swinging in the perimenopausal years, lead gets dumped into the system and it goes up into the brain. Wow! And when it goes up into the brain, what it feels like is you say, gosh, I just don't remember things like I used to, or you're in a conversation and you're talking to somebody and you're like, uh, uh, what was I saying? Mm -hmm. Or you walk into a room and you're like, why did I walk in here? Mm -hmm. Those are all signs that the neurons in your brain are not transmitting information as efficiently. And a lot of times that comes from lead. So the first thing I tell menopausal women is you're not going crazy. There has been a a hormonal shift. And at the root of that is a toxic dump that has happened in your body. So now let's clean it up. And the easiest way to do it, the app I like is called the, the Think Dirty app or Skin Deep. Do you know those apps? I don't. Oh, they're easy. So you take your phone and listening to this podcast, you could literally do this after the podcast. You download Think Dirty. That's my favorite one. And go and scan all your beauty products, scan all your cleaners, your detergents, scan everything in your house and anything that scores like in the red, it gives you like a yellow, red, green, yellow, red, anything that's in a yellow, red, either throw it out or when you're done with it, replace it with something that's less toxic what an amazing resource. So you don't
0: have to know every single little chemical name and like become this toxin specialist. That's awesome. That's a great tip. Thank you.
1: And then cost-wise on that, you know who has a great book on homemade formulas for cleaners and things like that is Wellness Mama. Nice. She put out a book. I turn to her book a lot. Like when I want to clean something, I look up a formula and I just make it in my own home and nice. it's less expensive and non-toxic. Totally.
0: Yeah. Yep. Great. Okay. Awesome resources. And then yep. what about dryer sheets, water? Yeah, let's talk about water and air. What are your yeah. thoughts on that for people?
1: Well, so when the the OB said to me, I have a practice full of women, my first thought was what's in our environment. So here's where the toxic bucket comes into handle or comes into place. If you have a very full bucket and you have a very small ability to handle toxins, and you've got a fragrant dryer sheet, and Mm it might be that one thing that just tips your bucket, whereas another person has no problem. So like for me, I don't do well with fragrances. In fact, I would encourage everybody to avoid like the air fresheners, the fragrant dryer sheets, the toxic perfumes, because they're high in in phthalates. And phthalates are proven to lower testosterone. So, for the menopausal woman, that's your, your testosterone is already declining. You don't need any extra help in the area of testosterone. Mm-hmm. So, getting those out really makes a difference.
0: Yeah. I love this talk about like the toxic load. And I always look to nature, right? All of the health advice we give, I'm always looking at if we were just dropped into the planet and we were living in this nice, abundant, gardeny area with fresh water and fish and all these things, like, how is our world currently different than that? And is our body capable of handling that much change that quickly? Cause like, I mean, the industrial revolution wasn't that long ago. I remember when there was no internet. So this is new. A lot of this stuff is new to our bodies. And so if we look at it, it's just like minimizing. I'm hearing from you, like, let's minimize as much toxic overload as possible. Like it's going to happen. You're going to eat something at a restaurant at some point that has like refined seed oils or you're going to breathe smoggy air. So let's try to just minimize it as much as we can. And that's such a great resource. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah, I mean, the number one rule to detox is stop toxifying yourself. Like like that's the first place to go. (laughs) So you can go into really fancy ways to detox that are more expensive, but let's start by just not toxifying yourself. And the thing I think that most people are not aware of, and this has to do more than just hormones, this has to do even with the pandemic, is that we live in the most toxic time in human history. If you look at the patterns of where the original outbreaks were of COVID, you saw Wuhan, you saw Italy, you saw New York, those places mm. have high their air pollution. Right. And in that air pollution is a particle called PM 2.5. And that particle is toxic to the lungs, causing inflammation. So if you live in a big city, get an air purifier in your home. Mm -hmm. If you live in a moldy house, you get a piece of furniture and it's off-gassing open up the windows, that stuff matters, not just for hormones, but it really matters for immune health as well. Totally. I live in
0: salt Lake city where we're in this like bowl. It's not just a Valley. It's the way the mountains turn. We're literally in this bowl and we have horrible air quality, which is so unfortunate because it's such a beautiful city, but I do, I have an air doctor air purifier and it's cool because it has like a red yellow or green light to let you know how it's feeling. It's cool. Even when I start to burn something too much, it'll turn red. I'm
1: like, okay, cool. And to your point on price, if you can't afford air doctor, I just took it out of here, but get it one of those snake plants.
2: Oh, great idea.
1: And actually, if you Google plants that help detoxify your home, NASA has already come up with like 10 plants that you could put in your home that will pull toxins out of the air. So start there. Okay. Yeah. That's
0: another great tip. Thank you. Okay. Let's move over into fasting a little bit. Cause some people still like, don't, they're like, they feel unsure of themselves and Now, granted, I'm not disrespecting your work because you have so much value. I like to joke with people because they're like, how do you fast? I'm like, you don't eat. How do you break a fast? You eat. (laughs) You know, I I mean, obviously there's way more bigger ways to optimize and things to be aware of, but I like to give people a hard time because there's all this unsure, I don't know how to do it or what to do, or what's the best way to do it. And you, obviously, this is your specialty. So you have ways to optimize. So I'd love to talk about, if you don't mind talking about like dry fasting, Versus oh, you like, want to
1: start with dry fasting? Well, we'll, we'll
0: get there. <laughs> let's we'll go t- into let's, the hard Let's work. talk length of time and then yeah. how to best approaches, I'd say mentally and also physically on how to approach fasting. Yeah.
1: So great question. And I'm laughing because I'm like, oh, there are people that don't know about fasting. Where? I don't get I <laughs> those people so yet, foreign to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah really I get questions. They're so like,
0: I think I'm gonna try it. I never have before. Yeah. So they're out there.
1: Right. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. So we want to reach those people. So here's what I would say: if you're nervous about fasting, the first thing I want you to think about is that you are the same human body, same eyes, same ears, same gut, same liver, same spleen. Everything in your body is exactly the same as the cave people. And when we were in the cave people days we walked out of the cave. We didn't have refrigeration. We didn't have a pantry and we are programmed for survival. We didn't have fake food that lasted on yourselves shelves for 20 years. Right. So we had to go hunt for food. So we are internally wired to thrive without food. Like I'm not, right because if we didn't thrive, if we got worse as we fasted, you and I wouldn't be sitting here talking. Right. The human species would not have continued. So, you're going to, when you start to fast, you're going to work with your biology for the first time. You are not working against it, you are working with it. And you are going to discover what I call healing switches inside your body that you cannot discover through food. I don't care how great the food is, you cannot discover these switches with it. The only way to get to them is to fast. So that's the first thing for the people that are nervous. The second thing is the longer you fast, the more these switches get turned on. And I'll go through kind of the, there's six of them that I really like. So the first is 13 to 15 hours. You start to go from being a sugar burner to a fat burner. So instead of using glucose for energy, you're now going to switch your body over into fat and your body is going to burn fat. This is why so many people love fasting for weight loss, because for the first time they're getting to the weight around their hips, to Mm -hmm. the weight around their belly there, the body is going after the areas where it stored extra sugar years ago. And, And this is what's so brilliant about our body is it goes, Oh, okay. It's been about 14 hours. Food hasn't come in. So I remember I stored some food a while ago and I stored it in fat. I'm gonna go burn that. Yeah. So it burns fat, and in the process of burning fat, it makes a, a product that hopefully everybody's heard about, a, a byproduct called ketones. When you start making ketones, ketones go up into the brain and turn off the hunger hormone. So the more you fast, the less hungry you will be. Yeah. It's crazy. So, Um, and if you haven't done it, you're like, this doesn't make sense. It may, once you experiment with it, you will feel amazing. Now ketones do two things, uh, well, outside of turn off the hunger hormone. They will upgrade a neurotransmitter called GABA. So you will feel less hungry. You will feel calm. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing they do is any neurons in your brain that might be degenerating from toxins or too much sugar over the years, Western diet, they regenerate those. So this is why I want everybody fasting. Right. So that's at just 13 to 15 hours. At 17 hours, you hit something called autophagy. Again, our bodies are so well designed that what happens when you hit autophagy is this intelligence inside every flipping cell in your body goes, okay, we don't have any sugar coming in. We better clean up our act. And it starts to clean up injured DNA, injured mitochondria, injured endoplastic reticulum. If there's a virus in there, it will shut down replication of a virus, which is incredibly important for this moment in time. If you have fungus, if you're dealing with candida, it pushes out candida. It is incredible. And that starts at 17 hours. Mm -hmm. At 24 hours, your gut goes, okay, we haven't had a lot of food in here. I'm going to repair so that when food comes in, I'm a healthier mucosal lining is what really gets repaired. So Mm -hmm. any leaky gut, any candida, any parasites, you all of a sudden start repairing the inside of your gut. So those things can't live there easily. And leaky gut is like a big deal right now because of all of glyphosate and pesticides Mm -hmm. and things like that. So that's a 24. 36, what happens is your body goes... Okay. It's been a long time now. Now I remember storing some sugar around my liver. I remember extra fat in other areas and you will start to burn fat like crazy at 36 hours. And remember, again, all of this is for your survival. So you could go find food Right at 48 hours. The brain goes, okay, we need to really go look for food. So we are going to increase the dopamine pathway. So it opens up receptor sites so that dopamine, you can receive dopamine better. So you are alert, you Mm -hmm. are happy. So you go find that darn food. It also will spin off some antioxidants to slow the aging process down, 48 hours. And then the Mac Daddy is 72. The body's so brilliant. It's like, we need to reboot the whole immune system so we we don't die. We don't get an infection and die. And so old white blood cells get destroyed and new white blood cells get emerge.
0: That's, that's the timeline. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Crazy, I want to just right?
1: save that little
0: snippet so we can <laughs> just keep it on my website. Just go to Mindy. So yeah, there, that's how it works. So can you speak on salt and electrolytes if you're going to do something extended like a 72 hour fast?
1: Yeah, yeah. So this was kind of my biggest like aha in doing this is how many people in the world are mineral deficient. And so much of that is coming from our poor conventional farming. Any farm that is a conventional farm that's been monocrop, doesn't have a lot of minerals in it. They're now saying that like the broccoli we buy at the supermarket right. is, has less vitamins and minerals than, than it did 10 years ago. Right. So if you're going to experience, experiment with fasting, know you, you probably are mineral deficient. And why this is important for fasters is that as you start to fast, if you're already mineral deficient, you're not eating. So less minerals are coming in even more. And you can notice things like hair loss. You can notice heart palpitations. And then you stop fasting, thinking it's a problem with fasting. And really it's just a mineral deficiency.
0: Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. The first time I did a 72 hour fast, that last day I had real scary symptoms, quite frankly, like I was like, had numbness and tingling in my arms and legs. And I was like, Oh shoot. I mess. I didn't get enough like electrolytes yesterday, but I'm going to, it was bad. Like I really was not in a good way. I couldn't even talk and stuff. So years later, a couple years later, I don't know if you've met my friend, Barton Scott, who does oh, yeah. mental, oh, yeah, so- yeah. I, so I met a- Barton. podcast. Okay. Awesome. Barton's yeah. the best. And I met Barton at paleo effects and he's like, Oh yeah, let me send you one of my tests. And I did the test. Sure enough. I mean, I was first of all, so magnesium deficient, salt Mm -hmm. needed more salt, like all these things. So I was like, "Ah, I wonder if that's why my fast went so poorly. Cause I was already doing tons of keto training, intermittent fasting, coffee, like all everything that can deplete your minerals, tons of life stress, you know, (laughs) go, go, go rushing woman syndrome, all of these things. And so now I love that, that point that you're making that it's like, it may not just be the fasting it's that you walked into this kind of like a bucket. You're the same kind of similar scenario, like you barely kind of were hanging on there with minerals to begin with. And then you went in the state that's flushing them out even faster. And now exactly. You you just have a mineral issue. So it's a good thing to get tested for sure. What about like mentally, emotionally, because one of my concerns with fasting that I see and clients or people who message me is like this tendency to want to like fast in order to make up for binge eating. And then mm-hmm. not like, it's like a punishment instead of this beautiful, proactive, like w- what you're speaking yeah. on is like self-love and like, here you go, yeah. body, this is going to be so good for you. But for some people, I know it tends into like almost like a eating disordered eating pattern, or they get attached yeah. to thoughts of like, if I'm good, I won't eat. And if I break it early and I'm bad, like this kind of like mental and emotional connection to fasting. Do you have any, have you run into that? Do oh you know yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> I've seen every fasting scenario (laughs) on my social media that I possibly can. I bet. So I think it's also a really good point. And the first thing I always tell people, if you you go into fasting and you know you have an eating disorder, it really would be best to work with whoever's helping you with that disorder, work with them. I have seen people really change their relationship to food through fasting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, in my twenties, I was an emotional eater in the sense that if I had a bad day, I ate, right. Eating was a state changer for me. Right. So when I first started to fast, I was out of resources for when I got uncomfortable because I couldn't use food to make Mm. myself feel comfortable. Great point. But what I learned was new things like Gosh, I like walking, gosh, going and looking at the ocean makes me feel good. Yeah. Putting on disco in my kitchen and dancing Mm -hmm. makes me feel good. Love that. I like came up with new scenarios that I think everybody will experience. Now, I didn't, I just want to point out because people get really upset around eating disorders and fasting. I didn't have a clinical eating disorder, but I was an emotional eater. So I think that's the first thing is it's doable, but work with somebody so that you don't become, what do they call it? Orthorexic where you're like so rigid with yourselves. Right. Okay. So that's the first thing. Second thing, I think you have to have a strategy for breaking your fast. And if it's a shorter fast, like 24 hours or under, I recommend people break it with three different styles. So If you break your fast with protein, you actually can build more muscle. So, the reason that this is important is when you're fasting, you're stimulating autophagy. Autophagy is breaking everything down. On the other end of autophagy lives a cellular healing mechanism called mTOR, and mTOR is building you up. So, if you go into this repair and breakdown and then you break it with protein, you are going to actually build muscle. So, where this helps the person with eating disorder is it doesn't let you go to the Doritos yet. It doesn't let you, hopefully it doesn't make you want to drive through in and out. Right. Um, But more intentional, more intentional. You have a strategy. Right. So eat protein for a couple of hours. Don't limit yourself, have whatever you want. Right. And then you'll feel satiated. And typically you won't do that massive rebound. Right. The other two that I've done is fat. You can eat a bunch of fat break a fast with fat so that your blood sugar is more stable. So avocados, nut butters. I break my fast a lot with those little keto cups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I break my fast I with did. that all the time. Yeah. And then the third is probiotics. You can do kombucha. You could do kimchi, mm-hmm. sauerkraut. For years, my favorite break fast was an avocado with a cup of sauerkraut. And then I would sprinkle hemp seeds on top of nice. it, which feeds your bacteria. Nice. So be intentional about that. Yeah. That can help. And then I think to your point, fasting isn't punishment. It's a gift. Right. right.
0: It's self-love, not yeah. deprivation. That's and so, right. And I love what you're saying about changing your relationship with food, because I, I find one of the greatest benefits of fasting, like mentally and emotionally and the connection to food is this feeling of you get this impulse, you get this urge, like, Oh shoot, here it is. I'm hungry. I, I want it. Cause it usually happens like at first, you know, when you would normally next eat, right. You feel right. that hunger at first. And of course you don't eat because you're fasting and you realize it goes away right. and something happens inside of you where you're like, huh, maybe I don't need to respond to every single impulse and I can actually survive this Ah, yeah. okay. So it, it does kind of, I agree. I'm a pretty intense, not intense, but I'm definitely an intermittent faster. Like I love that lifestyle. It works super good for me. I'm yeah. in that flow and you're right. Like, I think you learn that you're fine without food, your blood sugar's regulated, like hormones are working in your favor. And so you lose that appeal to use food as comfort because yeah, I mean, I love that point. You've learned other strategies of yeah. like, I'm just going to go breathe. I'm just going to go for a walk. I'm just going to go to bed. I'm just tired. Yeah, you know, go like, sleep. yeah, you're right.
1: I had to change my languaging in my brain. So, what my brain originally told me when I started fasting is like, you feel bad now. Wait for another hour or two. You're going to be horrible. You're not going to function. Your energy is going down. I'm feeling dizzy, like all those things. Now, what I've learned is I literally tell myself, ketones are coming. Just sit tight, Mindy. Yeah. Ketones are coming. And sure enough, You'll feel a switch and all of a sudden the hunger goes away, the mental clarity kicks in. Yeah. So so it can be a practice of self-love if you allow it to be. Yeah. Of course you can be critical to yourself as you're doing it, but that's not the type of fasting that we and don't yeah. be rigid. I'm a big fan of varying your fast. Yeah. I'm a fan of some days you fast, some days you don't fast. Like right. It should be like sleep. Do you punish yourself and say, I'm going <laughs> to sleep 10 hours tonight? <laughs> <laughs> say right.
0: that. Yeah. It's a mindful, proactive, self-love move. And I love yeah. that. And if guys, if you haven't experienced fasting, like truly, like I know it's the thought of it sometimes sounds not nice, right? It's like, yeah. I don't want to go without food, but once you experience it, it's like, dang, that was actually really powerful. Like, and yes, that switch, if you fast, Somewhat frequently, it's like I literally know the moment the ketones oh, kick too. in because yep. I'm like I am a superhuman. Yep, <laughs> but I see it. I see it all.
1: Yep. <laughs> like, <know what? laughs> one of my favorite movies. Did you ever see that movie Limitless with Bradley Cooper? Yeah. that's yeah. what fasting feels like to me. He takes the little pill and now he speaks like eight languages. He projects stock. Like. That is what it totally feels like. Yeah,
0: even that like at Metabolic Health Summit is like one of my favorite conferences, and so a lot of the people there are in ketosis. And it's like, you can tell, I'm sure oh, you, yeah. a lot of the events you go to where people do a lot of this, yeah. like fasting or keto or whatever. It's just like, everyone is thriving, happy. Their brain is on all cylinders. They're super connected and present with everyone. Yep. Like it's, yep. it's noticeable. So, it's and really cool. yeah, I noticed it right when you got on, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. She's in that state. She's, <laughs> yep. she's here to play. She's not messing around.
1: <laughs> yep. And actually, so this is a perfect example. Like it's two o'clock my time. I didn't, I purposely didn't eat knowing like, hey, my brain works better when I'm in a fasted state. I'll just break my fast when I'm done. So I use it all the time to my brain advantage.
0: Totally. And even maybe some ketone esters before an interview. I'm like, (laughs) here we go, baby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can do that too.
0: Overdrive. Okay. So let's talk real quick about your Reset Academy and some of the things that you offer. Cause guys, if you like, if you want to actually try this and you want some support, obviously Dr. Mendy's got your back. So can you tell them what the Reset Academy is real quick?
1: Yeah. So my journey with educating people on fasting has been really interesting. And I'm sure you have the same sort of experience as you take your information out onto a free public platform. Once I started seeing the need for people to learn how to customize their fasting, because one thing that is like a pet peeve of mine is we don't have a one size fits all Anything of anything. anything, and for health. anything. <laughs> like the fact that if I have high blood pressure, I would walk into my doctor's office and he or she would give me the same pill that a 70-year-old man who just had a heart attack has. And that same pill would go to me is ridiculous.
0: I feel you. (laughs) So
1: we can't approach fasting the same way. So what we did is we created a free fasting platform called the Resetter Collaborative. It's in Facebook. It's an incredibly supportive group of fasters. We fast together once a month. It's a five-day period where we fast. So if you kind of want to dabble, if you want to see other fasters, super cool community. And I actually have three people that monitor the community on a daily basis to make sure no negative talk gets in there. So it's really cool. And then beyond that, we created the Academy, which is a low-cost membership group where a little smaller, I mean, we've got like 40,000 people in the free group. And we've got about 2000 in the paid group. And I've got a team of guides there. Every other month we do what we call a reset where we take a 15 day experience and we practice different fasts and different eating styles. Like we're starting one in this Monday. And one of the things that I want to practice is what happens when we're fasting and we take amino acids. Does that kill our hunger? What if we take like a probiotic powder, like that has inulin in it. There's some research mm-hmm. showing that that kills hunger. So I practice these kind of things in yeah. my membership group. And cool. then we have my guides are in there. I'm in there. We have zoom calls. Awesome. And so if you need more help, that's the place to go.
0: That is rad. And guys, you can get there through your website, drmindypels.com. Yeah, yeah. And then you have your podcast. What, how else can people, I know you're speaking all over, you know, how else what's coming up for you and where else can people learn from you?
1: It's a great question. What's coming up for me? So, you know, podcasting, I'm like you, I just like meeting people, like talking. I want to have good conversations around health. So the podcast really does that. The Menopause Reset came out in April. So if you're over 40, you can get that. And then currently I'm actually working on a fasting manual for women only. That would take women of all ages and show how to fast according to your hormones, but that won't be out for another year probably but that's my big project. Otherwise Uh you can find me all over social.
0: Yes. Okay. Thank you so much. And I've seen you go live. You're very present on Instagram anyway. And so guys, make sure you follow her there as well. And yeah, thank you so much. You're such an amazing educator. I love your commitment to excellence and just like your energy is so positive about all of these proactive steps we can take in our health. Yeah, so appreciate you. you taking the time in the middle of your office remodel today. <laughs> it's <laughs> on more on like show. a reorganized, but thank you. I appreciate Appropriately it. fasted. Yes,
1: right. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> yeah, and awesome. guys, we will link everything in the show notes that we talked about today. So just check on that. We'll have all those resources there for you. That, so you can just easily click and find those. And again, thank you so much, Dr. Mindy, for coming oh, on today.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Inside Out Health Podcast. I hope this episode served as inspiration and something that you needed to hear in your life. If you have a friend or family member that you think would benefit from this episode, please share it with them. And also please subscribe. I have so many more amazing guests coming. I have just been so gifted and honored to meet so many incredible health professionals in my career, and I cannot wait to share their messages with you guys. So please subscribe. And if you could be so kind as to rate my show, I would really appreciate it. This podcast is honestly an intuitive call to me to help spread goodness to the world. And so if you guys can help me do that, I would really appreciate it. If you want more info on this guest, pop over to my website, check out my podcast section, and you can get links to everything we talked about in the show um, and find out more about this guest and what where you can go from here. Make sure you're also following me on Instagram. Uh, that is my most active platform. You can find me at Coach Tara Garrison. You can also find me on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter. Everything is Coach Tara Garrison across the board. And then yeah, if you want to send me a message,